I'm still free. You can't take the sky from me. All right, everybody. We are live. How is everybody doing today? I'm Brad. That's Mike. We're Dallas Geek. Hi. <laughs> Mike, how you doing? Oh, I'm hanging in there, Brad. I'm hanging in there. Um, you know, really looking forward to uh, the very deep and uh, thought-provoking uh, presidential debate analysis we're going to get into today. Uh, let's not think about it. Wait, yeah. did, I, did I get the shows mixed up again? Hang on, damn it. <sighs> on that note... Damn it! Guys... Uh, thank you for joining us today. If this is your first time, please do not forget to check out all of our future videos. Uh, do not forget to uh, follow us over on YouTube, uh, Facebook, sorry, and don't forget to like the video. And of course, subscribe over on YouTube and still like because that will keep the Google overlords happy. <laughs> and... Just in case you after like last our stuff night, but don't have time for the they videos. They really want to be happy. Well, you can always catch the audio <laughs> of our live streams and our interviews over at uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. So, but that know. won't make the Google yeah. Overlord happy if it's not video, will it? No, Bill. Keep everybody else happy. So you know, it all works. I thought we only lived to please Skynet. I mean, Google. I mean... Meh? <laughs> uh. So, Mike, what are we talking about Brad, today? That debate last night. All right, so we need to get into this immediately. Uh. Uh. <laughs> so we are talking about... So, to, to give you guys an idea... Um, nope. Where'd you go, Brad? No. Nope. No. Nope. Nope. Uh-uh. Where, where, nope. Where'd you go? Bad mic. Bad, bad mic. Are you scolding me off camera? Hmm. Felt right. <laughs> Alright. Um, so, to give you guys a little context for what we're going to be talking about, Brad and I were kicking some ideas around. Um, mm -hmm. Mainly, you know, how we've kind of been coming up with some new topics and new i guess segments and whatnot uh what with the world trying to end every other day and um we really like the does it hold up um especially when one of us takes the very snarky uh this is a piece of crap and one of us basically plants our flag like it's custer's last stand and is going down swinging basically um, but we were kicking uh-huh <laughs> Oh, no, wait, I don't have to cough when I say, greatest trilogy of all time. But, I digress. There's only one trilogy that we will be acknowledging on this show. Which one is that one? The only trilogy that matters. The one far, Lord far of the away. Rings? Star Trek. Nah. Anyway, um, so one of the things that we were looking at for, for possible new thing to talk about is uh we got onto the topic of movie anniversaries mm -hmm. and um i wanted to call this segment holy hell we're getting old brad wasn't too keen on that because brad i like not to think fun. about it yeah <laughs> but um yeah holy hell we're getting old because this year in fact this month i think if i remember right uh, marks the 15th anniversary of the release of Serenity in theaters. Yes. No, the, uh, the, the greatness Serenity, of... the little, the little show that could. The greatness of a cast that Fox didn't believe in by mm -hmm. a showrunner that Fox didn't believe in that mm -hmm. became a resounding success after the mm -hmm. fact to Fox's disgrace and mm -hmm. a box office success thanks to Universal Pictures. Yep. Go figure. So, yeah, right? So, um, 
I guess, do we need to talk about the checkered history of the Firefly franchise, Brad? I mean, for those people Fox that don't know was... about it, it's probably worth giving the uh, five-second overview. Yeah, so, so... In 2002... 2002? Yes. The show was 2002, right? So September 2002. Thank you. So coming off of Buffy, coming off of Angel, um, Joss Whedon pitched the idea of a Western set in space... And Fox picked it up, um, and it's very, it it tackled and kind of fell into some of the old school kind of sci-fi tropes and whatnot. But it was really more so than anything. Hey, you know, space is the final frontier, so we're going to treat this universe like it's the actual frontier. So it was a western set in space, and mm-hmm. it was based around. Not to get into politics, it was based around the idea that basically humanity had started moving out and colonizing the universe, mm-hmm. and well, the galaxy rather. Um, but the United States and China had basically joined into one kind of super nation. Uh, a galactic alliance. There you go. Much like the Galactic Senate, huh? Um, and so there was basically a massive civil war and the show picks up after the events of the civil war, um, with a Which couple we get of the survivors. the very tail end of, in the pilot episode. In the pilot, right. Well, we get the tail end of the Battle of Serenity. Which was the end of the war officially. Uh, essentially, yeah. Um, but so it's basically these kind of lawless smugglers that are out there trying to make a... A living out in the cosmos, um, essentially with the government. There it is. There it is. Brown Knights. Um, essentially with the. Uh, what do they call them? Crap! Help me. What? The uh, what they ended up the alliance. Yes. Uh, essentially with the alliance on their their heels at every beck and call. Um. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. The show was fantastic. The show, I will still argue to this day, was probably 10 to 15 years ahead of its time. If it came out oh, now, absolutely. we would probably be in the fifth or sixth season of it. Well, the thing is, um, a lot of sci-fi ended up hitting on the exact same notes as that show did about mm-hmm. 10 years after the fact. And, mm-hmm. yeah, if it had just come out a little bit later, it would have been much better received, I think. Um, I, I mean, Fox has never been known to be revolutionary in the ideas that they're willing to green light and show faith in. No kidding. Uh, and the, of course, the only reason why they gave Joss Whedon the chance to do Firefly in the first place was because Buffy and Angel were both massive successes. And mm-hmm. after they lost out on Buffy and Angel to UPN... Mm-hmm. At the time, they wanted to bring Joss no, back w- into the fold WB. so they can try to get some of that. Hmm? It was Warner Brothers originally. And then Buffy was canceled by WB and went to UPN, and then the two mm. networks merged together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Sorry. Fox wanted to be able to get a hold of some of that money. Yeah. So they greenlit but... it. Um, it. Look. It was unfortunately apparent pretty quickly that Fox didn't realize what they had on their hands yeah. and were kind of going out of their way to sabotage the show. Well, uh, I mean, it started I mean, off by having episodes aired out of order and then yep. changing the air time and date over mm-hmm. and over and over again. Massive stretches mm-hmm. of time between episodes. Because, I mean, it was only 14 episodes, but it went from September of 2002 into spring of 2003 for 14 episodes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that, that takes some doing to accomplish. And remember, they actually didn't even air four episodes, so there was actually 18 episodes filmed, which yep. the 18 episodes are on the complete collection. If you get it on Blu-ray or DVD, well, I don't know if it's available on Blu-ray. I got it on DVD. But if you get the collection, it no, has no, the it, four they aired ten. The four, uh, it was 14 total, aired 10, uh, four went on the Blu-ray DVD. 
Are you sure? I thought it was yep. they aired 14 and only 10 were shown. Got the uh, list in front of me. Really? Only made it 14. Get that wrong. Eh. Anyway. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, uh, so... Yeah. A year oh, after cancellation... Bitch. There had been such a massive outcry from the fans saying they wanted justice done to their show uh, that mm -hmm. the crew, the cast, the, the story deserve better. Fox, of course, never being able to make a mistake when it comes to show cancellations, ever. Sure. Um, they weren't going to do anything about it. So right. it, in 2004... We got the announcement mm -hmm. that they finally come to a deal, or Universal finally came to a deal with Joss Whedon to be able to get the rights mm -hmm. away from Fox so that they could do mm -hmm. a movie. Uh, it was only right. going to be one movie, uh, and there was mm -hmm. never a chance of anything more, and the goal of this was to be able to wrap up the story enough so that the fans and the, well, everybody involved with the show could feel like right. there's some kind of satisfactory ending that you, you could see the story going off in whatever direction you can imagine, but didn't right. have to create something to see it. You, you could have a, an organic ending. Right, yeah. So, because if I remember right, I think, I, I don't remember if Whedon actually came out and said it, but I think, if I remember right, he basically said the movie was to essentially act as the the preceding X amount of seasons that they had originally thought of the show being. So this yeah. one movie was literally going to take the place of a couple seasons to actually wrap up the story. Um, and obviously, they couldn't hit every storyline. They couldn't hit right. every outstanding uh, possibility that they put out there. There's still things that... Uh, <laughs> fans oh, want answers to and in fairness after yeah. the movie uh joss the did create yeah. a comic that mm -hmm. was able to go through some of those stories but mm -hmm. at the time nobody knew that was going to be a thing so this had to do as much as it could while still giving us a good story almost like what happened to angel and <clears throat> to buffy and to dollhouse I'm just noticing a pattern of Joss Whedon stuff getting canceled before it can finish. He's ahead of his time, man. Look, uh, yeah, like it. Sorry, like you said, there were shows that came out 10, 12 years later that were tackling stuff and had the almost same tone of Firefly. Yeah. So, I, if that well, doesn't tell you everything you need to know. Well, I mean, think about it this way. A channel as typically mocked as sci-fi was able to get mm -hmm. a show like Battlestar Galactica, uh, you know, in the what, early seasons? 2010s to become massively successful that had a story yeah. that in spirit was comparable enough to the same uh, things that Firefly was trying to represent in many ways that it really does show that this the show just was way too early. But, so it, yeah, it was yeah. it was too early. It tackled some really heavy issues. Um, mm. It tackled a lot of politics at the time, yeah. and where a lot of people think the world was kind of heading, uh, where a lot of people think the world is still heading. For being honest, mm. um, is that you trying to stay mum on the 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 political landscape of the current? Uh, <laughs> what? What? I remember. This, this, this isn't where I parked my car. Um. <laughs> so, but no, this, like I said, this was a show that Battlestar Galactica borrowed a lot of stuff from. Um, Battlestar Galactica was fantastic. It was incredibly popular, super successful. Yeah. Um, actually, completely and outdid the original in a lot of fans' eyes, but. Eh. So on and so forth. Uh, that'll but be a different video. It will, and we will do that. Um, but yeah. like I said, this is a show that the other thing that really gets kind of glossed over too is you had a singular story 
that was based around the ship that was the Serenity. Mm-hmm. And these people that kind of, for whatever reason, whether it be fate or whether it be coincidence or just happenstance, they're all brought onto this ship for one reason or another. And then everything goes to hell and now they are kind of in it together, whether they like it or not. Yep. And the characters are so fantastic. Yeah. Uh, in and... terms of... Oh, go ahead. No, and when we got to the movie, it mm-hmm. you, you got to really see that shine. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and that's... That's kind well, of where we, we need to jump into it because there's a lot to talk about the movie and we only have so much time to yes. cover this. So Yeah, yeah go ahead. T- uh, 2005, Serenity. Mm-hmm. This was a movie that nobody expected, um, everybody hoped for, and mm-hmm. maybe one of the best examples of a TV show that was given a movie that did it right. Um, yeah. It revolved around the story look, look of... Look at River Tam kicking ass. Look at her go. Yeah. Revolved around the story of River Tam and all of the things that we were promised about her backstory. Uh, we finally mm-hmm. got to see what happened there, which honestly was the underlying story that kind of tied all of the episodes of the original series together as mm-hmm. the main undercurrent that kept everything moving forward uh, around the right. individual episodes. And yeah. now we got the chance to be able to see not everything, but enough to understand this is how bad everything really was. This is the what we could have gotten. Right. Yeah, she, she is the linchpin for essentially everything that happens in that universe. Yeah. Like she I is mean, the central, she is the centralized key thing that kind of ties everything together. Yeah, I mean, this is a story around the crew. This is a multi-person story that didn't really have a uh, a main hero or central character per se, but River was the character that tied everybody together in a way that honestly kind of turn them into a family uh, without yeah. anybody really originally wanting it. Uh, and and right. because of that, you get some amazing dynamics. Uh, I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. you were always going to get some great dynamics between uh, Zoe and Wash, uh, you know, Jan Torres' character, and Alan Tudyk's. Um They were fantastic together, and their characters were always supposed to be close, and Mal getting thrown into the mix uh, with Nathan Nathan Villian, there was always going to be something. But everybody else being brought in, they all got some kind of uh, intimate connection with the group because of their connection to River. Whether it was uh, Sean Mayer's character Simon uh, being her brother, or Jewel State's character Kaylee, connecting with Simon and kind of acting as the protective older sister to River or uh, Adam Baldwin's Jane uh, looking at her as uh, the inconvenient little sister but at the same time almost begrudging friend when she went full badass. (laughs) Right. And And Miranda Backford's character uh, Inara and uh, Ron Glass's character Shepard Book, uh, mm-hmm. having them come in as kind of the the complementary moral compasses that looked after her uh, mm-hmm. and kind of tried to show the rest of the group how to be a family, that really created a very fun dynamic. And honestly, yeah, I, and the, movie... the one part of the movie semi-spoiler, was that I really, I was genuinely sad that Ron Glass was not in the movie more than he was, because in the show, he was such a fantastic character. The fact that he was only able to be in there for what was a glorified cameo, 
for yeah. various reasons. Uh, that kind of sucked. But, I mean, I yeah. get it. Honestly, I, I do. There's only so much you can tell in one movie. And if something had to be cut, I can understand where his storylines would be the weaker link. Right. Yeah, he was, like you said, he was the moral compass of this ragtag family. And and he really, and and the people, like, he touched everybody, but you, you really see that with Mal. Like... Yeah. The character, the the person that Mal is when the show started, mm. to the person that Mal is when the movie ends, are two completely different. One is only out for himself, doesn't care about anything else, doesn't really have anything that he's willing to fight for, to willing to give his life so that the universe knows everything that's going on. Like that that scene where they're standing there. Him and uh, uh, the main villain are standing there in Serenity. And he asked me, he's like, well, is this something that, you know, is, is this what you believe? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, and are you willing to die for that belief? And he's like, I am. And it's like, well, okay, well, let's just go ahead and throw down and then. Yeah. But that Mal would not have been anywhere remotely near morally sound enough to do what he was doing there. If he was the same person when the show originally started. Oh, yeah. off of the, I mean, the end of the Galactic Civil War. Yeah, and I mean, the little tidbit that we got uh, from Shepard Book in this that did end up getting expanded in the comics about his history with the Alliance, uh, mm -hmm. that ended up informing so much of the lessons that Mal got from him that, yeah. like, made the biggest difference uh and i mean it had always been hinted at but it that is maybe the saddest part of the all his whole story that we didn't get to see uh getting to see that come out as more of a revelation between him and mal uh in the show but we did yeah. get to see the impact of that uh, of everything that happened off-screen prior to the movie uh, in that little bit of time they got together in the uh, on-screen. Yeah. Yeah, agreed 100%. Um, you know, this was just... It's so funny because you always hear the term, like, the perfect casting choice. Like, this person was almost yeah. born to play... Like, I can't... I can't imagine these characters being played by anybody else. Like, I can't... No. I can't imagine Nathan Fillion not being Mal. I can't imagine Jane not being played by Adam Baldwin. Like, yeah. I can't, like, these characters encompass, or these actors in character, these actors in character, uh, god damn it, these actors encompassed, like, so much of what the characters were, and they brought them to life so well, yeah. that, like, if, it, if none of them would have been on board to come back, I don't think it would have happened. Oh, no, definitely not. Um, so, we're going to go ahead and start jumping a little bit into spoiler territory, uh, and yes. then progressively more and more into spoilers, so, if you've not seen the movie and you don't want any spoilers, no. um... Hey, hey, no, 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 this movie is aware. 15 years old. This movie I'm, is I'm 15 saying, years old. I'm just saying, be aware, um... I aim to misbehave. Yes. So, I do aim to misbehave. So great. No. Tell, Just so you're Telling aware. people to beware of spoilers on a 15-year-old movie review is like telling them that the boat sinks at the end of Titanic. <laughs> I mean, you always got people that are slow to the party, especially with the Firefly series. That's fair. Well, you know what? That's their own damn fault, and they deserve to have it ruined if they waited 15 years to get into it. Yeah. Looking at you, whoever hasn't watched Firefly Serenity yet. But, um, yeah, no, so, to go into this, uh, I, I think we have to finesse our way into the deep end on this one. So, nope, uh, in the nope, ever-mortal words of Wash, I'm leaving the wind. Watch how I swim. 
You're having way go. too much fun with this, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Just wait. Oh, no. So, um, but, no. Yeah, Where did so you to, to take it? jump into something that we kind of touched on a minute ago, uh, it really is hard to be able to get a show that started off as a show and got a movie later, uh, be able to have their movie adaptation not come across as either forced, so blockbustery that it looks nothing like the show, mm-hmm. or so TV movie that there's no way this should have been justifiable as a theatrical release. In fact, I, just to go super, super nerdy on you, the best example of this can actually be seen in one franchise, which is Power Rangers. I mean, look at the original movie versus Turbo. The production quality in the original looks nothing like the show, even though you know it's Power Rangers. But in Turbo, it just... There's no way you can look at that and go, yeah, that was a theatrical release. Like, it just makes no did, sense. Did you just... Yes, I did. Show yes, I did. side-by-side clips of Power Rangers. Oh, absolutely. But we're just sorry, getting started. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> did you show side-by-side clips of Power Rangers unironically? Yeah. <laughs> so, huh. here's the thing. Looking at those two examples, uh, the not only is the production value in the original movie so much higher, uh, and the camera work, the, the framing, everything about it looks like a big blockbuster movie. Nothing like the very mm. campy, very afternoon action show aesthetic of the original. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, there's a charm to the show that the movie kind of lost, which is why it kind of lost touch with a lot of audiences when it first came out, because it was like, yeah, this is a cool movie, it looks nice, but is this Power Rangers? I mean, you know, eh. Uh, the, the second movie just looks so horrendous that you couldn't even tell that it was worth your money to pay for the tickets. Now, compare that to Firefly vs. Serenity, and while, yes, it's very clear that you got a higher budget for the movie, um, there are still so many parts of the feel of it, the, the flow of the framing, the f- flow of uh, the storytelling that felt like it was the show, just given the cinematic touch. I mean, just looking at this right here, you have two examples of the exact same type of scene, uh, but when you have the crew talking back and forth in the show, you got nothing but close-ups trying to give you a very personal, intimate feel, but you go to the movie and it's very cinematic, wide angle, slowly zooming in to the big climax of the scene so that you can get that feel of, this is a movie. But it still, yeah. in its essence, feels like the same thing. You're not, you don't think you're looking at something else. It still feels like Firefly. So I will be honest with you, that is actually one of my favorite shots from like a lot of movies is that very slow pan where it starts Mm. at the back of the hallway while he's talking and he's got the light of the sun coming through to kind of obscure him and it's just showing everybody just sitting there stone cold lock on him and then it actually gets up to his face and then that's where he does the i am to misbehave i was like huh that was yeah. uh, that was a pretty damn uh, that was a pretty damn good uh, choice of shots there, Joss. One thing we haven't touched on yet. I don't know if you planned on it. Speaking of shots and Joss Whedon, this was actually his feature film directorial debut. This was actually the first feature film that he ever yeah. directed. Yeah, which done, is very impressive. The... I mean, most people that are yeah. coming from TV to go to uh, the big screen. There's usually a pretty shaky uh, transition 
you know, you're expecting something closer to, well... It's okay. I'm gonna leave on the wind. What does that mean? That. <laughs> God damn it, Brad. Just got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no, this I mean, was... yeah, it's so... just nice to see. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I, I like I referred to this franchise as like the little film and the little TV show that could. Mm. This was a show that had been canceled after eleven episodes, uh, purchased out from under Fox's ownership mm -hmm. to have a first-time director come in, write, produce, and direct the sh the movie mm. with essentially no interference from the studio. I know, I know, right? I know. Um, and essentially get to finish and wrap up the story that he was going to tell in however many seasons it was going to take to tell with the show. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if that happens at any other time in ever. I mean, technically, you could say Last Jedi... Oof. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just. Um. <clears throat> <sighs> <laughs> With that though, uh, yeah, no, it it is impressive that Joss was given so much leeway and. Honestly, I genuinely think that the amount of outcry that the fans gave after the show's cancellation that helped convince Universal to make this movie a thing in the first place really helped with their decision to let him do his thing without interference. Uh, because they saw what happened when a studio did interfere and they understood how important it was to both Joss and the fans that they were banking on to get exactly what Joss wanted to give, which obviously succeeded. $39 million budget, by the way. Which is very impressive, but coming from a TV budget, a $39 million budget was... Probably more than he was ever given for any single episode he ever did. Even some of the higher budget, higher production sh uh, episodes that he did for Buffy or Angel. I mean, it's impressive. Mm -hmm. But I mean, yeah, look, it in was... a way, coming from TV okay, okay. to movie is kind of like going from horror to big blockbuster. When you're used to trying to make something look good and finesse greatness out of something that you barely have a budget for, when you're given a budget, you find out how to use it more effectively. Yeah, and then this also, this was also, if I remember right, I think one of the things that Firefly was initially canceled for was that Fox said it was too expensive. Yeah, they filmed a feature-length film for less than $40 million. Okay. Okay, Fox. Um, Too expensive. One of the things that this... Yeah, one of the things that this franchise also really does a good job of highlighting is both Joss's... Joss Whedon's ability to develop pretty much any damn character that he wants to develop. Yeah. Uh, and then also his, his ability to write fantastic dialogue. Like, yeah, which, I mean, you want to talk about great dialogue, this movie, um, I mean, there was always great interactions between uh, Gina Torres and Alan Tudyke, but in this movie especially, you got to see some very human dialogue going between the two of them that really take somebody that understands 
how to develop and express a relationship properly uh, to be able to even provide that kind of material because I could easily see that coming from anybody else uh, being a lot more stereotypical and either too cheesy or a little too clunky because somebody else more than likely would have tried to go a bit more uh, traditional movie romance rather than well, what we got, honestly. Which... Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Heck. <laughs> you want to talk about a, a pure expression of human emotions. Uh, the dialogue between uh, Simon and Kaylee, you know, showing that kind of early relationship, not sure what they are, how to describe it, uh, not really sure how to handle stress or adversity. You, uh, you, they're so new to this. Brad, uh, Brad, expressing Brad, themselves Brad, is great. Brad, Brad, I think what you say is, do you mean to say sex? I mean, technically, I think they got to have that in the show off screen. Well, I was just, I was referring to the line in Serenity. Okay. Oh, it's... <laughs> Which does bring up something else. You want to talk about great dialogue? Jane may have been given some of the best one-liners in the movie and the series of anybody. I mean, honestly... I can only imagine the fun that the writer's room had with Jane. There, There's just yeah. so much greatness that came out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah, that was one of those characters that's like so... Like, he's the bounty hunter, but at the same time, he's... Such a goofball at times, and then he's a hard-ass at other times. And then he's completely clueless at other times. You're like, which Jane am I about to get walking into this situation? You know what the chain of command is? Uh -oh. It's a chain I go get yes. and beat you with till you understand who's in rut and command here. <laughs> the other one I like is... The other one I like is, is... Well, do you think you could run this ship better? Yes. Well, do you want to run this ship? Yes. Well, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then, of course, okay. there's that amazing scene where he... Well, there's also that amazing scene, too, where he can be a cold-hearted bastard, where he looks at Mal and he's like, besides you and Zoe, how many ba how many survivors were there of the Battle of Serenity? And you were like, huh. Okay. So, we're yeah. going there, are we? Yeah. I mean, that you want to talk about a very versatile and faceted character... Jane was fantastic for that. I mean, you could honestly have an entire class just analyzing character development through the show and the movie and just focus on the main cast of characters and you could make an entire semester's worth of curriculum just analyzing that to understand how to create character development. Damn, I want to take that class now. That sounds like it'd be fun. <laughs> uh, but it is time for us to dive into the final deep spoiler territory. Seriously, last chance to jump ship. If you have not already, um, guys... Get the uh, hell out! We, we've warned you. Uh, please come check out the rest of our videos... Uh, and come back to this after you've watched the movie. But uh, mm -hmm. with that... Um, don't tell me you're going to do what I think you're going to do. Don't me tell me you're... Damn you! Watch out. No! Too soon. I hate you! <laughs> so much! Did I peek the mic? <laughs> Uh, yeah. That is... Yeah, 
that was the first time I watched this movie. When that happened, I like, yeah, I I didn't know that I knew so many adjective versions of the f word. So, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's definitely some spoilers to take away from this, uh, but this was probably the biggest one that still affects yeah. fans today. I mean, sure, yeah. go ahead and do the reveal about the Alliance accidentally creating the Reavers. Um, mm -hmm. Give the reveal about, you know, the the dark, evil, deep states experiments mm -hmm. that they did on River and other kids like her. And other children, um, yeah, yeah. Go, go through all of that... And the wash twist still hits everybody harder than anything else. Son of a bitch. That one hurt. That one hurt yeah. a lot. Like, Booker, or Shepard Books, too, wasn't fun. Yeah. In, that which one is sucked. The other but reason was... why his time being so short on screen really yeah. hurt. Because having his character be killed off in the movie... Uh, and then only having like, what, like ten minutes with him, that yeah, that that just sucks. That was that was a bummer. But I will say it almost, I almost want to say it actually actually might have even arguably worked to the benefit of it hurting so much with Shepard, mm. because he went and he started the colony on the planet, and he was spreading the word, and he had started this civilization. And then, through no fault of his own, like, literally, literally, he was completely out of it, like, had gotten away from the Serenity, had kind of left them behind, wasn't in the heisting anymore and everything. They get wiped out, and you're like, oh, God. Like, the emotional heft of what Mal has to carry, knowing yeah. that what they're in right now is basically getting, you know, people that they care about killed for just the fact that they know them. Yeah, I mean, happened to Shepard Book, uh, happened to mm -hmm. Mr. Universe, uh, which, mm -hmm. you know, we didn't really get to see Mr. Universe in the show, so, you know, that wasn't that mm -hmm. big of a loss, honestly. But then going in and, um, ah, uh, crap, what's his name? Uh, mm. guy that played Crowley in Supernatural. Oh, oh, um... You would ask me that. Mm. Anyway. Mark Shepard. Huh? Oh, Mark Shepard. Mark Shepard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, getting to find out that his character got killed off and uh, mm -hmm. the other characters that we found out about at like the first episode of the series uh that mm -hmm. had been you know previous uh uh buyers dealers whatever uh yeah. of the crew yeah. like having all of them killed off uh yeah no that definitely added a little bit of gravity to it uh and well really and it did... also it also well go ahead Oh, no, I was going to say, it really did kind of throw a little bit more emphasis behind just how unfeeling and single-minded uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor's character of the operative really was. I mean, yeah, that's exactly we got what I, yeah, a lot that's of exactly that. exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, we got a lot of that even more after uh, we saw him show up uh, to visit Nara. Mm -hmm. But... I don't know. I, something about that scene always felt like it had a little bit lower stakes than some of the other stuff. Because, I don't know. It, I mean, I guess maybe part of me just assumed that she was always going to get out of it. Uh, and, I mean, this is Joss Whedon. He could have easily have gone the other way on that one. But... Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I yeah. think, like you said... Um, I think it really 
lends gravity to exactly how ruthless the the, the operative was, yeah. and the stakes and how high the stakes. The stakes were so much higher than we had realized they were. Like, they're literally killing people just for knowing you. Yeah. Like, holy hell. Like, at what point... Like, and he, it's so great, because that, that exchange that they have after... Um, the Serenity lands and Shepard dies in Mal's arms... And he mm -hmm. just kind of comes on the intercom on the Serenity's, or video com, whatever you want to call it. And he's sitting there and he's like, well, I'm not a monster that kills children. And he looks at him and he's like, well, I am. I was like, holy crap. Yeah. Straight faced. <laughs> no yeah. irony. Yeah. Like that. And when he sits there and he's like, if, you're, if your quarry tries to go to ground, leave no ground for your quarry to go to. Like, how cold and calculated he delivers that line like oh you literally just killed these people because they were there yeah and i mean honestly there was something about the very straight cold and calculating performance that we got that really did show how great of an actor he was and yeah. honestly seeing how renowned he's become since uh seeing yeah. the fact that he could pull off a performance so incredible in something like 12 years a slave to like win all of the awards uh that does not surprise me whatsoever because even yeah. something as early as this something as arguably niche and kind of kitschy as sci-fi yeah. can be considered, uh, he did such a great job with it. I mean, it yeah. really he, showed off how good he was with such a simple well, performance. Well, and it's so funny because the show takes place in, I think, like the 2500s or the 2600s, if I remember right. Correct 25. me on that. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, the dude's weapon of choice is a samurai sword. Yeah. Like, Always he has a that. very old... Well, like, it's it's a very old-world, like, view of the world and moral compass that he has. Like, in that yeah. same scene where he's talking with Mal, where Mal, like, Mal straight up asked him, he's like, so for for you and your kind to have your, your clean and pristine world, me and my kind just get to roll over and die? And he looks at him and he's like, there's no place in the world for somebody like me. I'm a monster. He's like, I am literally doing this to make a better world that I don't even belong in. Like, when you're so consciously evil that you understand that your evil can exist in society, hmm. but yet you're still doing it because you still think it's for the greater good? Like, holy shit, that is terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, it's the... Uh... It's the whole sin eater mentality, you know, the, yeah. uh, the the people that think they have to do the things that nobody else can, the the mm -hmm. evil things for the greater good, because they're necessary. No. So um, no, it, it it was there was a lot of complicated themes that were addressed in this one movie that honestly. I don't think enough people appreciate because no. it's easy to pass it off as just another sci-fi movie. Yeah, and that's that's a real disservice if that's all people look at it as. Like, yeah. this is... The fact that... <laughs> the fact that Frank Castle... Or, sorry, not Frank Castle. Richard Castle. Uh, Nathan Fillion's character on Castle... In the Halloween episode, over a decade later, dresses up like Mal. And they actually make reference to it. What are you dressed as, Dad? Space Cowboy. Dad, you did that like ten years ago. It's... no <laughs> Nobody cares anymore. Like, no, the, it's great. The fact that... The fact that this franchise is so well-beloved by not only the fans, but by everybody involved. That everybody involved... 
has come out and said that if at any point Joss gave them the call that they were going again, they would all do it at the drop of a hat no matter what they were doing. Yeah. And this is a show that was on TV for 11... This, this is a franchise that started as a show that was on TV for 11 episodes. And then got canceled. So, with and that... 15... Uh, I yeah. don't really know if there's all that much else we can say that we haven't already said. Uh, I mean, it's a fantastic movie. It's turning mm. 15 today. Go see yep. it. Honestly, we, we could literally keep talking about this for the next two, three hours and still not run out of stuff to talk about. No. Like, there's so much to unpack from the film, the yeah. comics, which we didn't even really... We kind of glossed. No, that's going to be a whole different TV video. The actual TV show itself? Yeah. yeah. So like, this, is, this is one, if you haven't watched it, you need to go watch it. Yeah. Uh, but guys... And, 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 again. Hmm? Sorry, I was going to say, the best part of Serenity is that it picks up at a point in the story where you are not completely lost if you didn't watch Firefly just going into Serenity blind. Yeah. So, uh, with that, guys, thank you so much for making it this far. We've gone a little bit over time, but... Uh, Shocker. We do appreciate you. Uh, we would love to hear your thoughts on this. So please, down in the comments below, probably should have said this earlier, uh, question of the day, <laughs> tell us, have you seen Serenity? And what did you think of it if you have? Uh, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. But until next time... If you liked our video, please don't forget to like it and follow us over on Facebook. Like the video and subscribe over on YouTube. And if you want to check out more of our content but don't have time for the videos, you can always get the audio of our live streams and interviews over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and Stitcher. So, seriously... Thank you all so much for joining us. And until next time, as always, I'm Brad, that's Mike, we're Dallas Geek, and see ya. Take my love, take my land, take me where I cannot stand. I don't care, I'm still free, you can't take the sky from me.